0: You can't click or turn away from a mobile billboard advertisement. You can mute commercials on TV, turn a page in a magazine or a newspaper, and click away from ads online. Mobile billboard advertisements are practically unavoidable. Consumers won't be able to easily navigate themselves away from a mobile billboard ad like they can for a static billboard or a printed advertisement. We have billboards for any size business. Just give us a call. 312-237-7851. Ask for Jay. All right, welcome back to another episode of Conversations with Jay. I have another special guest in the building. I'm allow her to introduce herself.
1: What's going on? This is your girl, Brena Kell, a.k.a. The Quiet Storm. Um, and, yeah, I'm grateful to be here with
0: you. How you doing, Brena Kell? I'm
1: doing very well on this hot sunday.
0: Man, it's hot up in here, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, where you from?
1: Um, I'm originally from the south suburbs, but mm-hmm. I rep the east side of Chicago.
0: Okay, so at what point did you migrate to the east side? Um,
1: in 2016, I uh, came out here.
0: Okay, so you were born and raised in the, in a suburb. Yeah, right. So what was it like growing up in the in the suburbs?
1: Oh, man. Uh, culturally diverse. Um, It was cool uh, compared to the city, not as active, you know what I'm saying? You don't hear a whole lot of sirens and, you know, the the norm of the gunshots and stuff like that. Um, I love the high school that I went to. Shout out to Bloom Trail uh, in Chicago Heights. Um, I think it was just a pretty dope experience. Um, I'm very grateful to have been a suburbanite girl because... Now in my adulthood, a lot of my peers appreciate that. Like, man, I love that you're from the South. I mean, you know, the South Suburbs. I love that. Like, you got this certain type of style about yourself that I love and admire. So I'm grateful for that.
0: What was a couple, I would say, life lessons that you learned growing up in the South Suburbs? Hmm. Um...
1: I don't really know if I would say uh life lessons I mean family i'm gonna take i'm gonna say my family was much tighter than uh the average family. We all was together. I had my auntie stayed across the street, another aunt around the corner, you know, and it's pretty much the same now they all kind of stay around each other, and we just was a close close knit family, you know, growing up and believed in Sunday dinners and you know Sunday prayer and stuff like that um yeah that's that's about pretty much that's it um nothing too much All right,
0: now. 2016 you migrate to the east side mm-hmm. what made you what made you go v's
1: man in 2013 I took a, a a tragic loss I lost both of my parents um and it kind of left me as like a a loner, you know what I'm saying? Uh, shout out to my family, but I think we were all in the grieving process and everybody just kind of dispersed and you know, lost contact with one another and stuff like that. And um, I stayed out there for like a year and a half. Um, I was uh, pregnant, got pregnant out there. And then um, some stuff happened between me and my child's father. Um, so, yeah, from 2013 to about 2015, I had a really hard, like a divorce, a, abusive relationship, um, just trauma all over the place. And then um, God allowed me to reconnect with one of my mom's best friends, and she kind of took me in, took me and my son in. I I went from being, you know, in my parents' house to being homeless, you know, with the little baby. And she just took us under her wings and— and, man, we've been out here ever since. Thank God for her. Shout out to Miss Brown. Um, she just is a, a powerful force in my life. So, yeah, that's how I came out.
0: Man, being homeless with a child. Yes. How difficult was that? And how how strong did you have to be to, you know, see that? Well, not see it through, but, you know, come out on the other side of that.
1: Man, it was very difficult. It was very humiliating. You know, even though my child was months old. He didn't know what was going on. I just felt like, man, I feel like a failure, you know, like I can't even provide for my son. And, you know, I can't, I had no car. I was used to having a car. I was used to being free. You know, I was a very privileged child, you know what I'm saying? And maybe that's why I can't really (laughs) say what really taught me, because my parents really held my hand until they dying day, you know what I'm saying? They, they really walked me through life and sheltered me and stuff like that so from to um, to the age of 25 I was sheltered you know what I'm saying I don't really have no life experience that I can really tell people other than you know um, losing them it's like after I lost them that's when I began to grow up and you know life really started life and you know what I'm saying and so you know, just being homeless with a, a son, like I say, I just was felt worthless. You know, like, dang, how do I? But it was a saving grace. I, I swear I used to hear my mom just in my ear sometimes, like, you can make it. Keep going. You know what I'm saying? And, I mean, it was, it was humiliating, but I had to muster up the energy and the strength to just ask for help. And um, that was the best help that I could have gotten from Miss Brown. You know, she let me in and she sheltered us. You know what I'm saying? She gave me what I was missing. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I would say that she's like my godmother. You know, she took us in and she nurtured us with her food, with her time, with her money. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we we became her responsibility. So I guess after getting over the pride and the ego... Man, it was it was smooth sailing, you know what I'm saying? Um she put me back on my feet with a job and bought me another car, you know, so man, I mean, after being homeless, going to that, it was a blessing.
0: first my condolences on losing both your um parents. For sure. You know, I Thank think you. we I think we overlooked the the statement it takes a village, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Because we don't understand that until the village is not around, you Thanks. know, and we got to figure out everything on our own. Yeah. Do, you, do you think, do you ever look back on that and be like, I'm not happy I went through that, but that was something that I had to go through in life?
1: Yeah, uh, of course it, you know, still hits home, you know. It, I don't think the pain will ever go away. You know what I'm saying? I thank God my mother's prayers, my father's prayers, my grandparents' prayers. I think they holding me still, you know. And um but I know that it's a part of my journey. You know, I know that it has made me stronger, wiser. I have a story to tell now. I, have, I, I can comfort the people that have lost their parents. You know what I'm saying? I can give them hope. I can, you know, speak to the people, the, the single mothers that might be homeless. You know, I have a, a story, you know what I'm saying, that's worth something. And although it might hurt, you know, for the rest of my life, I know that that's a part of the process, you know, and I, and I know it came to make me better.
0: I know you say going through that was embarrassing. At what point did you get to that point in life where you were comfortable, you know, talking about everything that you went through?
1: Um, I'd say probably 2018. Um, Shout out to a few of the young ladies that I worked with Um, at the job that my uh, godmother helped me with they became so, you know, nurturing and understanding and opening, you know what I'm saying, to me, and just, you know, real, like, girl, don't worry about it you know what I'm saying? Everybody go through stuff. You don't have to be embarrassed. You don't have to be ashamed, you know? And I guess being around people more gave me the opportunity to express more, you know what I'm saying? I am like a closed, I was like a closed book then, you know, I, you know, coming over all of the stuff that I went through, I'm like, man, but when I start talking, I started finding that I'm feeling better now, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? I'm gaining confidence again. I'm gaining, you know, my life back. And so, yeah, when that feeling, came i was
0: just like okay let me rest in that and let me grow from that you know ill sound radio is a premier destination for cutting edge music and engaging conversation we focus on showcasing local talent and emerging artists entrepreneurs and much more so tune in every sunday from 12 p.m to 2 p.m for a mix of electrifying music thought-provoking interviews and engaging commentary that will keep you entertained and informed So get ready to experience the best of both worlds in music and talk with ill sound radio only on Illinois radio growing up. What was something that you wanted to be?
1: Um, actually I was like a basketball star at Bloom trail, you know, (laughs) and, um, I was really good in basketball not actually wanting to go to the WNBA. Um, but my mother took me off the team being a PK kid. Um, It was a lot, you know, some stuff my mother didn't tolerate, you know, and I went home and I told her one day, like, ma, it was some stuff that I seen in the locker room that was, you know, kind of. Like, wow, for a 15, 16-year-old. Like, man, okay. So I went home in innocence. Like, ma, I think, you know, I saw this. And, man, she She instant No way. She like, all right, that's it for you. Man, when I tell you, I cried. I cried. I I begged and pleaded. Like, please, y'all, please let me back on the team. But my mother was just like, no. You know what I'm saying? We going to find you something else to do. You know, and if basketball is, is in your future, we can find another route. Mm-hmm. But after that, you know, I became, I became, like, stagnant in it. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, yeah, I really wanted to hoop. You know, I was a good hooper, you know.
0: So at what point did you get into music?
1: Um, I've been writing since, like, 10. You know, writing little short stories, little lyrics and stuff like that. But I really um, took it on in 2020. Um, quite naturally, I think everybody thought, like, this was it. When the pandemic hit, like, I didn't know if we was going to die. You know, I just was like, man, we live one life. Let me go out here and just do it. And I just hopped out there. And my first single called Nothing Beats was just basically about the time that I went through from 2013 to 2018, you know, and um, it just opened me up to a bunch of opportunities, you know what I'm saying? after, Shortly after that, um, the same year, 2020, I released my first EP called Vivid. And it's just a, a a storybook of everything I've went through, everything I've learned, you know what I'm saying? And, and it kind of introduced the next phase that I'm going into.
0: So your first time literally ever actually recording was during the pandemic? Yes, so you you just hit the ground running.
1: Yes, yes. Man, my friend, my best friend in 2019, she was like, girl, for your birthday, I'm going to get you some studio time at Studio 11. When she said that, I like clammed up like, no, nah, I'm not ready. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But then it's like instantly, as soon as like the world shut down, we was in the house, I just picked up my notebook and I started writing. You know what I'm saying? And, um, I had watched, I can't remember the movie. I gotta, I'm gonna go back and, and, and find the movie, but it was, uh, Tracy Ellis Ross, she was in the movie. And at the very end of the movie, it was her on the soundtrack and the beat was phenomenal, her lyrics, and everything. And that really touched me. And that's where I came uh, up with the concept of nothing beats. I, I constructed the beat right there. The words start flowing right there. It was just an instant, like, this is what I want to do. I want to pick this back up.
0: Okay, now, it's it's one thing to write, you know what I'm saying, and it's one thing to, you know, be in your own bubble with your creation, you know Absolutely. what I'm saying, but was it easy to actually go on that booth, you know what I'm saying, and, and lay your heart out for whoever was recording it?
1: No, I was a ball of nerves. Like, I was just, and the first nothing beats, it could, you, you heard it. You know what I'm saying? It sound it sound like I was nervous, but it was it was a moment where everybody that I knew, family, friends, church, church, family, everybody was proud of me. Like, oh, my God, she did it. You know, because I was a part of the praise team at the church. I played the drums at the church. I've been a part of the church all my life. And my mom knew she like, girl, you got the gift. Open your mouth and sing. Mm -hmm. But I was always even now I find myself afraid to like let it out. You know what I'm saying cuz I don't know what's going to happen. You know I always started my mind like I don't want to catch the holy ghost. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I'm saying? What like I don't feeling. I don't want that. You yeah. know I love God, but I just was scared of that. I didn't know, you know what I'm saying, what that would be. And so um yeah, when I got in the booth, I was just a ball of nerves, but then after listening to that and um Man, hearing the the success behind it, like, man, it was shared almost 50 times. Like it was I had so much support behind me. I went back and I did it over. And so I I told my uh, business partner. Sarai Cove, and that's, that's my producer or whatever. He makes all of my beats. I told him, I said, let's take the first one down. He said, no, keep it up. That's a part of your journey. So they can hear, you know, you came from this to this as you continue to elevate. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I got two versions out there. and um, Yeah, but it definitely was a little scary for me at first.
0: After receiving the, the support you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying and, and knowing that you had something special mm-hmm. was it still like man now this gonna put a little bit more pressure on me
1: no i went harder after that man sarai started feeding me all type of beats and we just man i'm he'll send me a beat one day the same day a couple hours later i sent him me singing on top of it probably that weekend we'll go record Um, and that's how in December I was able to drop the whole, a whole EP, you know what I'm saying? Because we was humping, you know, in, um, 2021 we came out with visuals, you know what I'm saying? Back to back to back and singles. And we was just doing it. Like once I stepped out there, I wasn't afraid. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't afraid anymore. And and that opened up opportunities for me. I started to perform live and started to uh, do interviews on the radio stations and stuff like that. So I don't know. I just leaped out there it, and it opened up a lot of doors for me.
0: Looking back on it, do you do you look at your mom's decision to take you off the basketball team as something that, you know propelled something that she really saw in you because you say she told you open your mouth and sing and then we had to all sit down during the pandemic and Mm -hmm. it was like man this is actually my first true love Mm -hmm.
1: yeah I think um if she wouldn't have sat me down I would be playing basketball and I would not be a singer I'd probably still be writing, but nobody would know, you know what I'm saying? So I think uh, I am grateful for that, you know, but what she tried to keep me away from still ended up showing in my life. You know what I'm saying? And um, not to put my personal business out there, but I found my best friend in a woman. You know what I'm saying? And I love her and I'm I'm in love with her, you know, unapologetically. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times we could try to keep our kids away from, you know, things that we don't particularly like, you know what I'm saying? But we have to let them make the decisions on their own. You know what I'm saying? So, but shout out to my mother, you know, my angel. I understand her, you know what I'm saying? At that particular time, I probably wasn't prepared for that. You know what I'm saying? Because I was so young and who knows what would have happened. But now as a 35 going on 36 year old woman, I'm securing myself. You know, I'm okay with that. You know what I'm saying? But shout out to my
0: mom. (laughs) You know, they say the hardest job in the world is to be a parent Mm -hmm. because as I'm a parent, too. And my whole goal is to, you know, protect my kids, you know, and it's difficult growing up without somebody I, my mom loved me but my pops wasn't there you know so my mom working you know so majority of my life i figured out you know what i'm saying on my own yeah. and it's hard for me to allow my kids to do the same thing because yeah. it's like man i know some of the shit i done seen you know <laughs> sure. what i'm saying so yeah, absolutely. it's definitely difficult being a parent and mm-hmm. we don't know we don't always know what's best for our kids right, and that's the that's the weird thing about yeah, it for sure. all right now putting it all into your music you know what I'm saying like do you ever listen to your own music and get emotional
1: absolutely I have the whole nothing beast movement every time I hear it it like gives me either the chills or it just take me back to a place of it gives me mixed vibes you know um me telling, you know, the the part about my parents leaving and stuff like that, that, that causes me to get choked up. But it's also a triumphant message in it. You know what I'm saying? To keep going. And at the end of the tunnel, there is light. You know what I'm saying? Um, I have a couple of of songs. Matter of fact, all of my songs touch me. All of them are like my babies for real. They all have a message. They're all a piece piece of me. You know what I'm saying? And I really open myself up when I share my music you know what I'm saying I'm I'm like literally an open book I don't have to hide anything I'm just me you know and whoever gravitates to it thank you you know what I'm saying if you don't thank you but that's my outlet music is my therapy you know what I'm saying and um yeah I just I love it
0: all right you released Vivid in 2020 Mm -hmm. it's 2023 like why has been a a a big gap between like projects because you're still releasing music Mm -hmm. but that's just your only full project
1: yeah um i just been finding myself um i have i released probably between the time i probably released about four or five singles and probably like three of those singles have video. So I still been working, but I, I I sat down on, on a whole project because I needed more content for my story, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? So from 2023, I mean, 2020 to now, i I gained more insight on life, you know what I'm saying, so which leads me up to this summer, I will be dropping um my second e p or album I'm floating in between what I wanna call it um called r and B, and I definitely will share a lot of my emotions yet again and a lot of the things I've been through in the past three years. But sometimes I feel artists need to step away for a second to really gather themselves and really, instead of just trying to, you know, present an EP every year, like you might not have the proper content every year, you know what I'm saying? So I think once people sit down and really, you know, go through some stuff, you know what I'm saying? That, that's what makes, you know, the, the, the albums or the EPs better. Is when you have time and space to really um, filter and process things.
0: You know what I'm saying? Do you feel like that time of finding yourself and growing musically also helps you gain more fans because you are in tune with who you are? And we all go through the same shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But for you to put it through your music is other women and other men out there going through similar things and they connect with you more like that.
1: Yeah, for sure. Actually, I was telling someone uh, recently, like, because I was like 2020 and 2021 was a breeding of kale season. Like I was just pumping, 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 you know, and um, I had a lot of eyes on me, but because I took this little break, you know what I'm saying? I have to build up the fan base back and that's okay. I don't mind that so i'm 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 gaining new traction you know what I'm saying and I just um like I said before hopefully if it reaches whoever it reaches let it reach' them. you know what I'm saying and if it don't then it's okay with me but I definitely try to uh um make my music compatible for everybody you know what I'm saying I have uh I had the privilege thank God I have a, a sinking agent and um I have a song that's up for placement on a on a movie or commercial. It's just waiting to get picked up from whichever one. And um, that, that song right there is like a universal, like a pop type of thing. And I like the challenge of not sounding the same. You know what I'm saying? I can touch any genre. I can touch any category. You know what I mean? And so that's what I like most about myself. And if you're a true fan, that's what... You know, I really hear people say, like, I love Bree that you can go anywhere. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah.
0: Have you had one of those moments where you were able to personally interact with a fan, like in real life, mm-hmm. where they was like, man, this song touched me. This song did something special for me.
1: Yeah, a couple of times. Uh, it's two songs that I know for sure people have really, like, tipped their hats to me. Um, and it is my song called enough and "Soul." now soul is a more intimate one-on-one type of moment, which is significant other or whomever you choose, you know, it's like a, a grown up song, a grown and sexy song. A lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of women love that song. Um, and the second one is enough. Um, it just was a song that I made up when I had had enough, you know what I'm saying? And I just really wore my heart on my sleeve and I just let all of my anger and my frustration out in that song. And a lot of people are able to relate to that because a lot of people are fed up with things, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of people relate to that. So yeah, I would say soul and enough are like my top two where people really be like, man, Brie, you, you put your foot all the way in that.
0: You know, I know you said you was, you finding a way to build content around your story. Mm -hmm. Is it difficult Being an artist now with everything needing to be posted on social media. Like, are you one of those people that, you know, I'm still going to be a private person in real life?
1: Yeah, I try to keep I used to post my son a lot. Like when I wasn't doing the whole singing thing, my son, he's always been my life, always going to be my life. But I, I noticed that as I'm getting out into the light, I don't want him out there. So I barely post him now because I don't want the internet or people to start attacking my son or looking at my son. So I definitely try to keep my son, me and my son's life, out of the limelight. I try to keep my relationship out of the limelight as well. You know what I'm saying? But like when it comes to my creativity, my creative process, I'm open. You know what I'm saying? Like you can find me, uh, I might post some content of me up in in the booth or... Me writing on my pad, I might do a quick little picture with that or, you know, a snippet of me singing something. So I definitely like to pe- keep people in tune to me, you know, but I'm still a little private because everybody not, you know, what I'm saying vibing with you for real.
0: What's your favorite process of the journey? Is it the writing? Is it the singing? Is it the performing?
1: Um, Writing. I got in this uh, initially to be a writer. I want to write for like the the Beyoncé's, the Rihanna's, the Jasmine's. I want to write for them. Like that's my whole thing. But I said, you know what? Let me step out first and let the people know that I can sing and that I can write. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, writing that whole process for me is so Man, I I create vibes. You know what I'm saying? If I'm trying to create a love song, I'll, you know, turn off the lights, light some candles, you know what I'm saying? Get a little libations going. Um, Or if I'm in my mood of like, let's turn up. All the lights on, you know what I'm saying? I'm just vibing now, having a shot or something, you know, getting, getting myself real, real in tune to which, whatever vibe I really want to. So I definitely would choose the writing
0: process. Now, with writing being your favorite process, mm-hmm. I know there's moments where you feel where well, that pen just not working. Yeah. So how do you get back in tune and, and you know, get that pen back moving?
1: Letting it breathe for a while. You know, sometimes you just have to let it breathe. Like I said earlier, man, um, if I don't have anything, I have to step away for a while and let let some things happen—good, bad, or indifferent. You know what I mean? Um, but I can't really speak on that because lately, it's the creative process it's has been. been working. Man, yes, it's been it's been working. So I'm just excited for the next chapter that's about to happen.
0: What goals do you have? For the rest of this year and going into next year,
1: um, yeah, pretty much just releasing my album, releasing um my video. I have a song with Johnny Dimitri that just dropped in March. Um, we're gonna promote that a little more. We're gonna have a video to that um, coming real soon, and um, yeah, just maybe collabing more with a few people. I have a couple collaborations with a couple other young ladies. Um, that's coming out real soon. And, yeah, I just want to complete r and you know, and let the universe and God and all of that stuff. It's going to work in my favor. I'm just excited to be, you know, in my in my shoes right now, for real.
0: Outside of the, the artists you name about writing one to write for them and the artists you've already worked with. Mm-hmm. Like who are some artists you actually want to tap in
1: with? I if we could go on the local level, uh, Montana of 300. I would love to work with him. I work with his artist, Don D. Shout out to him. We have a song com- coming out. Holy City, that is <laughs> it's amazing. That's going to be one for Chicago, for real. Um, other than that, um, I will probably do Common, um, BJ the Chicago Kid. That's just on a local level, you know. Um, elsewhere... I'm a kind of a hood girl on the inside, so I definitely probably say like little baby, future, you know what I'm saying? Something like that for sure. All
0: right. Being a a female artist in Chicago, you know, I know that comes with its own ups and downs in a row. Mm -hmm. Like what are what are some things that you would I would say amplify about Chicago, good or bad?
1: Good is day. It is some phenomenal artists out here. I'm talking about. It's some phenomenal artists for real, like especially R&B artists. And I just want to advocate for all male and female. And I just hope that. And it's starting. It's starting to see. I'm starting to see. I'm sorry. That um the uh, it's it's turning in our favor. You know what I'm saying? You starting to see all of these R&B shows and stuff like that. Um, I'm hoping that we can get a little more credit. You know what I'm saying? Because the process and the the, the effort that it takes to be an R&B singer is not easy. You know what I'm saying? And that's no shade to the jazz, rock and roll, punk, country and all the other stuff. But to to be a singer. You know what I'm saying? It's just different, you know, and and R&B, I I don't feel it gets enough uh, enough credit from Chicago. So I just want to glorify Chicago. I don't want to mention nothing negative about us, you know, because it's already in the streets. But this is a beautiful city. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially it's no place like summertime shy. You know what I'm saying? Riding down Lakeshore Drive, Cool Breeze, barbecues, you know what I mean? All the functions just going on outside. So, yeah, no place like home, Chicago.
0: All right. If you can give your younger self any mm-hmm. piece of advice, what would it be?
1: Don't take it personal. Facts. It's just don't take it personal. Like, this season that I'm in, the season that I just came out of, Um, a lot of people would become bitter, you know, because you wouldn't believe the amount of people I know. I know so many people. But when it comes to when my parents passed and when it comes to me um, stepping out into this Britney Kell thing, you'd be so surprised that it seemed like everybody has gotten, like, tight-lipped. You know what I'm saying? Out of all the people that I know, it's like a handful of people that really support me. And at first it used to affect me, like, man, why don't nobody, you know, nobody shares my stuff no more. Nobody does not know They'll catch on, you know what I'm saying? So, baby girl, don't take it personal. Just keep doing you, and it'll work in your favor, you know.
0: Facts is, you know, they say it takes somebody bigger than you to support you for everybody to, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying, jump on that wave. So. For sure, Hopefully that, that's coming, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And for those people that that shaded you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hopefully, you know, nah, it's over with for them. Uh-huh, you know yeah, for sure. Can't spin a block on this one. Yeah.
1: But you know what the crazy part about it is? That's where the blessing come from, when you spin the block, when you help them out, you know what I'm saying? Like it's easy for, for people to say, oh, well, you ain't support me, so peace out. Nah, no, you didn't support me, so I'm going to be an even bigger support to you. How can I help you? How can I serve you? Because I know where my blessing going to come from. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just I'm excited, you know, that God gave me the gift. And just knowing that the people that I really counted on the most are quiet. I know they see me. You know what I'm saying? Um, i talk talked to Johnny all the time and, and we discuss numbers and stuff like that. And so I'm able to on Facebook, you're able to view you know, I mean, on my page, they have a C insight and you're able to view, you know, who looking at it, how many people and the numbers are crazy. You know what I'm saying? Thousands Sad of baby. people. So whether you like it or not, baby, I know you watching me. So I'm going to keep giving you some good content. And then, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. I'm not. I'm cool. You know,
0: hey, that's a great insight to have, For you real? know, because. A lot of people that watch, they don't like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But, hey, they, like you say, that's still an analytic, and it captured that. Like, sure. It captured you watching. For sure, <laughs>
1: yes, sir. yes right, sir. Before
0: we get out of here, is there anything else you want to tell the people?
1: Uh, no, just uh, look out for and Bree this summer. Um, check out the new single that I have featuring Johnny Dimitri called Play It Safe. Um, we have another song called Galaxy um, produced by E. Uh, we have some more stuff coming out with um, Tia Songbird and Chocolaté Berry. Um, yeah, this is an on and b summer, r and summer, and I'm just excited. I appreciate you for having me here. No problem. Stay tuned. More Breed Kell is on the way.
0: And I appreciate you for coming through on this Sunday. You know, it's nice outside. We mm-hmm. don't get that often in April in Chicago. So sure. I appreciate you for coming through sliding and chopping it up with me. And one, being, you know, so honest, you know, I always tell people it's something about that couch. Like when Johnny first came, it was something about that couch where people just, you know, we get mm-hmm. to talking. And, you know, it's it's a lot of things that listeners can grow from and mm-hmm. learn from, you know, mm-hmm. especially when you said. That you were embarrassed about the situation you was in. Yeah. I know there's a lot of people, regardless of of what situation they're actually in, that mm-hmm. that are embarrassed to, you know, ask for help. Yeah. You know, and sometimes that's the strongest thing you can do is ask for help. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I salute you and everything that you've been through. You know, Appreciate because everything it. is a stepping stone. At the end, when we look on, when we look back on it, when we old and gray, you know what I'm saying? Chilling by the pool, we be like, damn man. i done been through some shit you know look at me so man i salute everything you got going on there's any way i can help you you know door always open for you
1: likewise thank you so much
0: no problem this has been another episode of conversations with jay you can't click or turn away from a mobile billboard advertisement you can mute commercials on tv turn a page in a magazine or a newspaper and click away from ads online. Mobile billboard advertisements are practically unavoidable. Consumers won't be able to easily navigate themselves away from a mobile billboard ad like they can for a static billboard or a printed advertisement. We have billboards for any size business. Just give us a call 312-237-7851. Ask for Jay.